You are tuned into another episode of Pure Conversations. Pure Conversations is a component of the Pure Podcast. It is focused on having real conversations that point our reality back to Jesus, faith, and spirituality. Every month, we invite special guests and friends to join us as they share their personal stories in relation to the sermon series that happened Thursday night at Pure. Hey y'all, it's your girl Sabrina J here and we're back. (laughs) That's right. If you are familiar with our podcast, then hopefully you know that we just wrapped up a new series, which means we must have a new pure conversation for you. So before we get into this conversation, I want to kind of uh, recap. Let's take a look back at some of the things that were discussed uh, in this series entitled In My Feelings. Victoria Miller started things off opening up the series with a talk about anxiety. Uh, She explored the differences between anxiety and worry. And then she also helped us understand that Jesus didn't come to deal with our surface level emotions or issues, but rather he came to deal and heal with the innermost hidden part of our emotions. Followed up in week two and three, we had Jakeem Morgan continuing the discussion about emotional health by saying a couple of things. First, he mentioned that all Although our emotions are real, we should not be controlled by our emotions, but rather we need to check to see how we choose to respond with those emotions. And then also the second thing was that emotions do create awareness of where we truly are. And that's the you that Jesus came to die for, your true self. As you can tell, this was a great sermon series talking about emotional and mental health. And I believe this conversation is just as good. If you're ready to dig deeper, let's go. All right, y'all. So I am super excited. This is a brand new month. It is our third episode of Pure Conversations. I'm just excited because it's been growing to a place where I'm, I'm just shook. I'm literally sure. <laughs> because like these conversations have been helping so many people yeah. and it's barely just a few so we mm-hmm. haven't even really put it out there yet yeah. or mm-hmm. so I'm yeah, excited yeah. to see what where it goes but uh today's podcast is going to be a lot of fun because we just wrapped up a series entitled In My Feelings mm-hmm. and um I'm excited because our co-host kind of P.O.P., the originator of Pure. (laughs) The P.O.P. is back from Cambodia. You just celebrated a birthday. Welcome back, Jakeem. What's going on, guys? How how do you feel? We're talking about feelings. How do you feel? (laughs) Um, Man, I feel good. Feel feel like, you know, every time I'd be like, maybe the birthday just... I don't know where I'm going with that. You know, I just feel over. Just feel over. Um, Yeah, definitely. But yeah, man, excited to be back, excited to be hanging out in the conversation. You kind of pushed me into this one, but I'm excited you did because uh, the last series that we did was just really awesome. And I think emotional health and having people walk through that and, you know, deal with that was really powerful, man. So it was some really, really cool weeks. Um, but yeah, um, I actually have some guests coming in which that are I'm going making, to be with us. Which I'm excited. You have to give us a background as in why you invited these people. Yeah, See, absolutely. I will. I will. Okay. Okay, <laughs> you know, okay. I just asked the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so who do we have for this? Yeah. So like I said, we've been in a series, In My Feelings, all about emotional health. And I invited, um, just wanted to kind of hear 
I have two friends with me. We have um, Brenda Renderos. Hello. She's there. Yeah. Um, and Caitlin Ming. Hi. So um, I'm going to give a quick brief history on both and why they were here. And then I want them to introduce themselves. And then we're going to dive in. So I got 20 seconds. Okay. Perfect. Um, Brenda Hacks has actually been a part of Pure before all of any of us were around. Like... Six years ago, seven years ago, seven years ago, OG OG, like started from the bottom. And now we're here, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, she's been with Pure um, for like almost seven years. Um, was doing the internship when I first came into the ministry about three years ago, um, and was actually the ministry lead. Worked alongside Shane, um, who was a pastor that started Pure, and. She did a lot of internships. She did a lot of the soul care, leading a lot of the teams. Well, for me in particular, um, when I was coming in as an intern, she was just really, really uh, pivotal in just a, like a lot of my emotional health and growth and was dealing with some hurt, walking through some seasons. I was actually a nomad for when it comes to church as a whole. Like I still love Jesus, but I wasn't in church for about nine months um, in that season. It just kind of helped me walk through some real spiritual health, emotional health things and it's just what she does. She just has a niche for it. And I just am so excited to hear some of her thoughts. I'm excited too. I've been waiting for this moment. She meets with people. I send her people still yeah. today. She meets with people and then she wrecks their lives. And then, what's funny is they, can't, they won't ever come back and meet with me. They only meet with her now. So, you know, it is what it is. We still love you, Kate. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Caitlin who is going to be with us um, or is going to be in this conversation yeah. is one of our architects actually in pure leads our communications and creative team. Nice. Um, but what happened was they were having some interactions and conversations <laughs> and Brenda does um, an Instagram page called, what is it, Brenda? What's it's it called? Breathe, believe, be breathe, believe, be I love that. where mm-hmm. she kind of like posts some spiritual health thing, spiritual health things, yeah. as well as the main focus is like a lot of breath prayers and breath prayers and contemplation mm-hmm. and centering, like just mm-hmm. getting yourself to pause. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well we were at a retreat a couple weeks ago. Okay. Caitlin had this moment on mm-hmm. retreat. I wasn't even there. So they'll let them talk about it, but they kind of had this moment, created this pose. I saw it and was just like, that's good. We're getting ready to do a podcast. Let's just get them and unpack this. Cause it was, it was fire. I, I need to hear the pose. The po- and, well, it just came out of, out of conversation. Yeah. It was something that she, I, we met up because I wanted to hear about her trip. Uh, to Haiti mm-hmm. and I just love like love just being able to sit there I'm going to eat and you just talk and share about <laughs> your trip and she was sharing this trip about her trip and some experiences and she she said something so matter-of-factly and it gripped my heart like it just held on to my heart for like a few days and I asked her can we use that as a place of contemplation for people and can we use like your art like her photography to come yeah. around that yeah and so we worked together on that mm-hmm. and honestly it was just such an honor for her to trust me with that because that was a moment for her on that trip definitely and for her to trust me with that and for us to come alongside I just I loved it because what she's what she said just it just really it really gripped me I loved it oh my gosh. I was so honored I was so honored to, <laughs> that you so asked good. me to do that oh um, my God. Creative collaboration is like the coolest thing. Yeah. So um, I was honored. That- yeah. <laughs> so I've talked about you guys, mm-hmm. but before um, Sabrina 
uh, jumps in and starts asking questions because I'm just going to kind of fade to the black and just let you talk. Um, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourselves and yeah. um, what is emotional health and spiritual health and that journey kind of been for you and just so yeah, our listeners can know mm-hmm. and then you guys can kind of dive in and have this mm-hmm. conversation. I'm super pumped. Yeah. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. First? Sure. Um, so, man, emotional health I feel like is something that's um, been tied to my personal journey um as an individual as a young person um, my whole life um, as a creative um but I am 20 years old I am a millennial (laughs) and in ministry in school um in creative environments um just kind of navigating what all those things mean and um how to how to balance how to um kind of come to this place of okay, I'm my own person, I have my own relationship with the Lord, and I'm, I'm you know, kind of, kind of becoming, <laughs> kind of becoming my own individual, yeah. um, uh, reference, reference to the post <laughs> at everybreathleaping, <laughs> um, so, you know, just kind of figuring out what, what it looks like to, to become this person, become, um, more of, you know, entering into the young adult world and um and emotional health is just such such a huge part of that because um I feel like as millennials we're I don't know we're a little we're in our feelings man we're (laughs) we're in our feelings and um and so just what that yeah what that looks like it's um I just I guess to sum up me is I'm, I'm constantly in pursuit of um of Jesus and his heart and of his purpose for my life and um and what he desires for my life. So, um, but I'm sure we'll talk a little no. bit more about oh, yeah. the, the emotional yeah. health side of it. In oh a little yeah, bit, because but. what you just said, I have a question. Okay, <laughs> okay. Shane, Shane. <laughs> um, for me, the guru. Oh, I know. Let me like, pull out my notebook. Pens and papers, ladies and gentlemen. I'm taking notes here. <laughs> Lean in close, oh. guys. Lean in close. Okay. <laughs> So for me, I came out of such an unhealthy situation in my childhood and teenage years and young adult and had all of these emotions, but I was so in bondage to these emotions and I never found myself in a safe place to be able to actually figure this out. And it was the journey of healing and going through pastoral counseling and then actual counseling counseling that helped me to put put some flesh around what was happening and brought some uh, education to understanding how my mind works, how our bodies attach to that, spiritually how all these things are connected, and then also gave me some tools for my tool belt, um, practically, physically, but also spiritually. And then from that, just being able to be free and now have healthy marriage and healthy family, I started to notice that um, a lot of people didn't have this, and so it's become a passion for me to be that voice of just continually reminding people, we need to create these safe spaces. We need to keep having these conversations. We need to help people learn language for this and allow them to be safe in expressing this language. And that really needs to happen a lot in the church mm-hmm. for people to yeah. have that mm-hmm. and not live under certain expectations, but to really live in a place where I can, in a very raw way, express what I'm feeling and I may not completely get it right, but that's okay. We're mm-hmm. going to walk through yeah. it together. Mm-hmm. So really being able to give back to others what I wish I had had in my younger years and hopefully help that journey for other people coming along as well. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and I think that's what we want to encourage with this conversation is because yeah. it ties in with the quote that 
you mentioned, Keen, when you spoke, it's like to own your feelings, you have to know your feelings. Mm -hmm. And then in order to know your feelings, you have to know yourself. Mm -hmm. And so it's like that idea of when did you get to a place where you felt comfortable with knowing yourself, Mm -hmm. you know? And for you, like, Mm -hmm. what, what if you could find that moment for yourself, when were you able to say, you know what, this is who I am, I'm okay with this, and then you're mm-hmm. able to serve our yeah. operating yeah. flow, you know? Yeah. Or even you. just know how you feel, like, this is who I, I know am. know how you mm-hmm. feel, yeah. So this is how I feel, right? and mm-hmm. what do I do with what it, right? yeah. what do I, what do, I yeah. do with that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are um, you, Kaylin? Yeah, a flood of thoughts um, comes to mind. Um, kind of a... I mean, if I had to pick a moment, yeah. <laughs> um, I have one. So um, <laughs> my my uh, my high school experience was not, um, you know, super fun. Um, but my sophomore year, uh, I remember being in a summer camp, and you know, you know, when um, the pastor says something that resonates with you, and no matter where you are, what church you're in, what service you're in, at every time it comes around, you get in that place and your heart's beating fast, and you're like, "That's mm-hmm. me. I know that's me." And you just keep putting off the, the the bringing to light, um, kind of moment. Well, I feel like mm, high school. I just I kind of kept putting, putting off, putting off, putting off, accepting um, how I felt, and how I felt was that I really just felt depressed and really mm-hmm. felt. Um, uh, isolated from um, people my age, from from everyone really, and in that place of isolation, it's it's so dark. And I, and um, my sophomore year, I I came to a moment where I kind of brought that into the light, and um, and from there was like, okay, I'm acknowledging. I I know in my kind of referencing that whole true self thing. I know in my true self that this is how I feel, but I don't want to kind of bring that in the light and Mm -hmm. have it be real in a Mm -hmm. sense um and I think I think that there's so much shame in Mm -hmm. in feelings and how we feel and it's so hard to bring things out and to bring things into um you know kind of like you said like okay I don't know what to do with this but I'm acknowledging it's real now Mm -hmm. now what do I do with Mm -hmm. it um and so for me that was a moment my sophomore year when I kind of brought um brought those feelings of depression and isolation in into the light and I think um even that's something that hasn't not that it hasn't uh stopped but um to this day there's still feelings of shame that come with other feelings so it's Mm -hmm. like I I can have a feeling but then accompanying it with it naturally just comes this shame of why do I feel this way? And I feel yeah. so bad that I feel this yeah. way. But mm. like, I even had a moment the other day where I, I felt a certain way and I came to my sister, um, you know, and get, you know, and get yourself people who no matter what you can still tell them and they're not gonna, because shame is, is it's an individual feeling okay. that the, the kind of, sorry, I feel like I'm scattered, but it's cause I have so many thoughts, yeah. but I'm um, kind of in that time in high school when I was feeling depressed and stuff, that was, um, really that what the enemy was trying to do was have me locked in this, um, room alone with him yeah. and then whenever I brought that into the light the door was open mm-hmm. and so I feel like shame were you, is were such... you saved by then or yes I was okay. yeah yeah okay. um yeah I grew and that's the crazy thing is I grew yeah. up in church I knew this you yeah. know I yeah, knew yeah, yeah. it and and still 
yeah, mm-hmm. still the enemy got me in there. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And still made it. I think yeah. it's one of the things, it's so funny because it's that comment mm-hmm. that you said, like, I knew this. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, I that's know better. One. And yeah. I think that's the way huge. the enemy trips us. Yep. Is yeah. like, oh, you shouldn't be thinking that. You right. should know, you you know, know better. better. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, he uses it. Yeah. 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 Totally. yeah. Totally. And it's just like, that's so, yeah. that condemnation and shame Definitely. that comes from that. Yeah. And I feel like that that is such a, um, a feeling of such an isolating feeling and such a feeling that really makes you feel not just isolated but alone like mm-hmm. you know no one someone else doesn't understand or someone else if I tell someone else they're gonna think this way of me too you know right. and it's like yeah. but it, it's really mm-hmm. not like that so like the other day I was telling my sister I was like hey I feel this way and I wanted to tell you because I wanted to bring light to this because I know that it's That's okay so <laughs> because though. I know that it's not you know it's not bad that I'm feeling so bad if I let this continue to harbor in isolation accompanied with the shame it's just going to fester and it's going to turn into something unhealthy Mm -hmm. versus I just need to bring light to this I need to invite someone else into this so that you can keep me accountable or so that you can know and then it's and then not a and then not a problem you know and then you just move forward and you continue to you know to to just let the to open the door you know you just open keep opening the door and letting light in and let others come in the room with you you know Um, so good that is really good. Yeah, anyway, that's really good. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so much freedom in that transparency, yeah. man. That's mm. amazing. Yeah. For you, Brenda, did you have a moment where you just had mm. to kind of own your when? When was that moment, or what age were you? Yeah. 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 More age. Yeah. 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 I gotta think back on it. Like, Which was the main moment? <laughs> back in nineteen. <laughs> about this because when you were talking about that moment where you really get to know yourself right and here's what's the craziest thing because I think this happens to a lot of people as well is I was going on this journey and I was really wanting to I was realizing that I am so in bondage to these emotions and the thing I was most in bondage to was anger Mm -hmm. such a deep deep crazy Mm -hmm. anger that was there I went I decided I wanted to go through this healing and I'm going through all of this and I became really like afraid I was terrified because I didn't know who I was without this thing called anger Mm. and I didn't know what it was gonna Mm. look like on the other side and this is how irrational Mm. it was but when you are so just torn up and you're inside about it I was already married at the time I'd had my first child I actually started to wonder if my husband would still love me after this was like mm. I was on the other side of this because I didn't know who I this was so much a part wow. of my identity, identity. Wow. yeah and that yeah. I didn't like I was just so scared of who am I going to be when this is gone it's like you're cutting off my arm mm. and I think that's why sometimes we are afraid to go through the process mm. of healing because this has been a part of me mm. and yeah. although I know yeah. it's really bad and mm-hmm. it's sucking the life out of me at least age, I know it right you know right. but it's right exactly yeah. I at least know this yeah. I know the yeah. boundaries mm-hmm. I know when it's I know what's going on but wow. you take this away from me and this is a whole new life in a whole new mm-hmm. world I was genuinely scared I remember having that conversation with my husband like well what if I'm a totally different person and his response to me <laughs> is like it's not like you're like, gonna become a blonde and you're gonna yeah. bed or you know you're like whatever it's like it's not like no you're gonna still be you it's yeah. gonna be okay but I think I don't know that I had this moment moment but I felt like that was like the biggest thing for me to stop being afraid of what life would be like without this like leech on me and start being willing to in, 
be excited for the the journey of what was happening and the adventure of getting to know myself all over. It was the first time I was actually going to meet myself because yeah. I didn't know a life without that. Yeah. When it comes to hiding our emotions, how easy are, how, is it best to, like you guys are clearly communicating, it's best to kind of add light to it, mm-hmm. own up to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but speaking about your emotions and feelings, mm-hmm. like you said, it's that clutch. It's that identity part. It's um, hard sometimes for yeah. sure. Yeah. Why are, for yourself, when did you get to the place where you're like, you know what, I'm tired of hiding this. Yeah. Like, you know, because I think sometimes our emotions can, you know, create a problem. Yeah. And so when, when is it okay to kind of say, you know what, this is a problem. I need help. I yeah. need to speak about this. Yeah. You know? For me, I think, I, I think I've always had a, a real awareness of my emotions. It wasn't so much being able to communicate it. It was more of who could I trust? Mm-hmm. Hmm. And in my world at that point in my life, there was literally, for me, like, it didn't feel like there was any place that I felt safe to be able to share my emotions, especially as raw as they were. Anger was my thing. And so what was about to be coming out of my mouth was not pleasant. And in the church context, that was even more of a no-no. And I grew up in the church as well. Mm -hmm. And so I just never felt a place that was safe to be able to communicate that. I think for me, the turning point of getting to where I can, I really need to address this, for me, it was when I had my first child because I did not want to continue what the traits had been in our family. I didn't want to continue that any further. And I knew that it, I, if I didn't do something about it, it was just going to keep going. It was just going to keep going on. Yeah. It's going to keep passing yeah. this on. Yeah. So it was something that I thought I was doing for my son, my oldest son at the time. And it ended up being more of something for me to be able to do. But being able to do that, I found a safe place. It was our pastor at the time, he and his wife. And I remember going into that office and we're going to have this, you know, pastoral counseling. And I remember telling them, you're going to probably hit some areas and I'm going to get really upset. And so I want to let you know now there might be some language that will come out. And their response to me was nothing about being put off or whatnot. And they said, it's completely okay. It's just language. Like, well, I might get really angry. I might yeah. throw something. Stuff can be replaced. It's okay. They gave me a safe place to just let it be as raw and real as it needed to be. That's Which crazy. That That's was, awesome. And it, was, and it was a church. So I know we can do this. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I know we can do this. I think yeah. what makes it so crazy is before we kind of deal with the, um, the question that Sabrina was asking for you, Caitlin, is... Really just how emotional health really works. Like, mm-hmm. the reality is it's, it's a process and there really is genuine healing. Because sometimes it's so abstract and you're dealing with the stuff on the inside or in the mind. It's like, well, what does it really look like, you know, to be emotionally healthy three yeah. weeks from now, three yeah. months from now, yeah. three years from now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only reason I share that is because it's so funny that Brenda says that she's like had anger issues. I don't think I've ever seen her <laughs> ever even have a bad day. Like, like <laughs> Like it is, that is crazy, but there's oh, true. She's gonna That is like, like that's wild to me, right? No, no, like no, it's, no, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's just, but it, but it just goes to show that, right? Like, 
if you're faithful to the process, right? Yes. If you, if you journey oh, with yes. it, like I think we talked about that all throughout the series. Definitely. It's like, look, your emotions are real. Yeah. Right. It's not how you, mm-hmm. you know, the it's not it's not wrong the emotions you have, but how you deal with it, and are you being responsible and yeah. you know intentional about being healthy, right? Yeah. We talked about like emotional health starts with. Uh, uh, being led by the Holy Spirit and mm-hmm. and seeking help, opening up, being mm-hmm. finding people that you trust, um, pastors and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, it's real, what guys. Does, what does an emotionally healthy person look like or sound like? Is there a definition for it, or how would you describe someone that's emotionally healthy? How would you identify that person? What I, does it look like? You know, I would I would look at emotionally healthy person like an emotionally intelligent person, mm-hmm. emotionally intelligent, as yes. being someone who is is aware, mm-hmm. has a self awareness. They're aware yeah. of their emotions. They're aware of how they function. There's different components. So you're aware of your emotions. You're aware of your personality traits. You're also aware of your like, your history, mm-hmm. some of your family history, how you were raised, and culturally how that can tie into things. You have this awareness. You've done the work to get some knowledge on how to navigate those things and spiritually that you're in this constant place of surrender. Mm-hmm. And that's what's helped me with yeah. the whole anger part. Yeah. I know I have a choice. I know how my body's reacting in certain situations. Mm-hmm. I can tell when things are starting to get a little mm-hmm. elevated in me. Mm-hmm. And I have a responsibility to now surrender this to the Lord. And how do mm-hmm. I do that? Mm-hmm. I think that is that, that would be some of the things that I would look at for someone who I would say is emotionally intelligent and healthy. Yeah. No, yeah, I would, yeah, I would say the same. Um, I think one is, uh, starts off with awareness, right? You have to be aware, all going back to the know your emotions, know yourself. Um, but I think Brenda actually touched on it. Mm-hmm. Um, she said it's a choice, mm-hmm. right? So now after we know or we, we create awareness, right? Um, we're aware of how we feel. We, we've, you know, at least at the very least shine the light on ourselves, right? And brought that to God and was like, okay, Definitely. I deal with anger, right? Yeah. Or I deal with yeah. envy. I'm a jealous person. Like, That's a hard one for people. It's like, yeah. Yeah. no, I'm I'm a jealous person, right? <laughs> yeah. No one wants yeah. to be the jealous. Everybody wants to be on the pride side, if anything. But it's like, <laughs> like I'm the jealous person, right? Or um, I'm yeah. this, but it's like recognizing what's before right and i I think it even goes back we talked about it when it uh you know that whole idea of the fruits of the spirit but we have a choice in how we respond right yeah so the emotional health is not in the sense that when i walk outside and i get hit where it's like you know what i'm so emotionally healthy i'm not angry no no the emotional health is the emotional health is wow i'm aware that i'm completely angry right now but i also get to choose how i respond Uh Right. How did Jesus tell me to choose? Or mm-hmm. how did Jesus tell me to respond? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I turned the other cheek, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or like I said, even for the fruits of the spirit. I, I know right now I am impatient or not maybe impatient, but I'd rather be at the front of the line. Mm-hmm. Or today's voting day, if anybody wants to know what day we recorded, timestamp, you know. Um, and I'd rather be voting right now, but there's a long line. Mm-hmm. I want to be at the front of the line. It's okay to be, this is how I feel. I want to be at the front of the line. Right. But uh, impatience or how I respond is like, dude, how long is this going to take? Am I grumbling? Am I murmuring? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. How do I respond? Yeah. Right. How do how do right. how do I respond to how I feel? And I think that is where true emotional intelligence mm-hmm. comes. Yeah. It's not so much how you feel or trying to, you know, uh, uh, I want to feel this certain way in this certain spaces. No, mm-hmm. that's like hocus pocus mumbo jumbo. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you yeah. feel how you feel. Yeah. You, yeah. you are. You are. It's how you respond. And I think yeah. that is what begins to create um, emotional awareness. 
Yeah. I want to go back to something that Caitlin mentioned that Mm -hmm. um, triggered a question in regards to the millennials. Mm -hmm. So you, when you're mentioning millennials are all in their emotions Mm -hmm. and their feelings, Uh we're in our feelings. Uh You know, Drake helped us get there. You know, (laughs) 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 but um, but if you can, if you can, as being a millennial, why do you think our generation Mm -hmm. tends to be that way? Right. Yeah, no, great question. Yeah. I think I think a lot about this. I think about our generation a lot. Um, oh man, I feel like I feel like there's kind of two sides to it because you have um, you have the people, the millennials, who are very, um, I feel like very into self awareness and very um, like, or I feel like that's maybe maybe that's a newer thing that's kind of coming out. But I feel like um, for our generation. I don't know if it's because the previous generation was very much, um, you know, kind of have these certain boxes checked by certain points in your life, you know, Mm -hmm. like college at this age check, married at this age check, kids by this, you know, and you have um, kind of this format that you need to be in. Our our generation is very much against that format and mm-hmm. very against, you know, being in a box and being, you know, yeah. you can't you can't tell me who I am and yeah. you can't tell yeah. me, you know, what, you know, you can't tell me what gender I am. You can't tell me how I feel. You can't tell me only, you know, it's just a very individualist um kind of culture, I think. And because of that, I I think that there's this entitlement and Oh man. Mm. And I, here's the thing. I believe here's the thing though. <laughs> Disclaimer, I believe so much in millennials. I believe in, yeah, yeah. I believe in our generation. Um but I I think, you say I think yes, <laughs> yes, I believe in us. Um but I think the stigma of us being entitled is a little bit true because I think that we we feel like we deserve um to have all of these emotions and have here's the thing. Not that we it is voting day. Yes, we need to have a voice, but like do we all need to be screaming it from the rooftops you know only the causes that are being screamed or being trending on social media are the ones that are the loudest not necessarily the most important like mm-hmm. um you know people one thing gets um caught on trend and suddenly um everyone knows about it you know and mm-hmm. it, not that those things aren't important but it's it's just interesting the way that we highlight things in our generation but anyway going back <laughs> um i think that uh we just very much I mean, I just think about myself and how emotional of a person I am. And so I know I can't be the only millennial out there feeling like this. Um, but I think that there's kind of this, this um, a little bit back to what Jakeem was saying too about um, choosing, about choosing to not give in to your emotions. I think that there's kind of a, a disalignment in our, in our generation or a... Um, Something my mom always said was get your soul under control. Like this, mm. this feeling that we need to be in control. Right. You know, this, this kind of feeling like we need to be in control, but we're not really, we, we don't need to be in control. We need to submit ourselves mm-hmm. to the Holy Spirit in letting him lead. But we have this, this kind of individual saying like I am in control of how I feel and I'm in control of my body and of my gender you know this this thing of wanting to be in control but I think because we get so caught up on that that we miss out on this this surrender thing like I don't know if we truly know what it means to surrender like who who are you letting lead you know are you letting are you letting your emotions lead you are you letting um you know God lead you and what and what he's saying and even like what you were saying the fruits of the spirit it's you know it's this 
this need to be in control, I feel like. Um, Can I respond to that? Yeah, actually, yeah, because like I think thought. that's actually really profound, but I would even go maybe like a little bit deeper. And I think mm-hmm. it's like twofold. I think, I think one side is, um, is I think there's just a lot more things mm-hmm. that like pull our emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, going to what like um, a little bit of what you were even um, saying when it comes to, you know, all these causes and all these causes are always in front of you all the time. So I I can look at a video on uh, my position on guns and then go on Twitter and look at a video on gender equality mm-hmm. and then yeah. like all these different things and it's like there's mm-hmm. so many yeah. things that's pulling emotions well, yeah. and I didn't live up in I didn't grow up obviously in the old generation because I'm millennial as well yeah. Caitlin's millennial post millennial mm-hmm. she's kind of like on that bridge yeah. um, but I can't speak maybe Brenda can even speak to that but like I would imagine I, I would even say maybe even older than you it's more like you know you had emotions were at work emotions were at home mm-hmm. if you were in school emotions were at school mm-hmm. um, maybe in some friend groups or a church circle where now it's like our sphere where there's so much yeah. that draws yeah. emotion, yeah. right? Yeah. Where it's like, it's like, I just was really happy because I hung yeah. out with this person and I'm yeah. watching a video at the same time and I'm really upset. Yeah. Like, yeah. did you guys see this? <laughs> right. I'm happy with you guys, yeah. but I'm mad at my like right. what I'm watching. Right. Right. So, so I think that's one side. And then I think what you were touching on, Caitlin, the other thing is, is um, like, I feel like people are like halfway where we're now we have a generation, like you were saying, we're aware of our emotions, right? Mm-hmm. This is how I feel. Yeah. But you know how we're, we're, we're saying or challenging people to say, well, submit it to the Holy Spirit, right? Mm-hmm. Give it to Jesus. What does it mean to choose to say, even though this is how I feel, mm-hmm. respond this way? Yeah. I think it does go with the entitlement. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I feel like this, mm-hmm. so everyone's going to know about it. Right. And I'm okay to feel like this, right? Yeah. Or... I'm validating the feeling like this. So because I feel like this, this is the me that you're going to get, mm-hmm. right? Whether that offends, whether yeah. that hurts, yeah. whether yeah. that crushes people. Like, I got a, I got a question. Yeah. I got a question to that. Because I, I see what you're saying as far as like feeling that sense of entitlement. This is how I feel. And this is how I'm going to feel. I'm going to stay in this place. My question is, I'm wondering if people, there's some people that they stay in that place because they haven't felt heard before. Mm-hmm. And now if you're coming back to like you're talking maybe my generation mm-hmm. where we didn't necessarily Because I'm thinking about my generation and what? like wow. I said, I, I didn't have a safe place. No mm-hmm. one would hear me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's what was appropriate and what wasn't appropriate. Mm-hmm. This is how you are allowed to feel as a woman, as a young girl, as a preacher's kid, as a Christian, yeah. all these labels, mm-hmm. you're allowed to have these feelings, but you can't have these feelings mm-hmm. because back to what you were mm-hmm. saying, Caitlin, yeah. because, you know, you, you, if you knew the Lord, then you should know better. Mm-hmm. Instead of, because I know the Lord, I have some help through this. Mm-hmm. It was almost like hanging over us. And so how well did we do as far as listening to people? And so now you have a generation where it's like they're sick and tired of it. And it's like, okay, I want to be heard. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say this. This is how wow. I feel. And you yeah. can't take this away from wow. me. Like I'm built up. Yeah. yeah. It's like this frustration yeah. that gets yeah. built, yeah. built up. Yeah. So then how do we reconcile that yeah. and being able to come in and saying, we didn't do a good job of listening. Mm-hmm. Reconcile that. Grieve that. Lament mm-hmm. that. And be able to say, I hear you. I'm going to validate the fact that 
you're angry right now. Yeah. Yes, it's okay to be angry right now, but you have a choice. Are you okay for yeah. us to walk through this together and mm-hmm. get to the other side of it? Mm-hmm. All right, guys, that's yeah. called healing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's so good. That is so good. I had a question. I know you may have a few no, more. I'm still this, this, this conversation's going a little long, but it don't matter because it's so good. It is so good. Um, Caitlin, I had a question for you Gosh, from your first response. Mm-hmm. Um, and just because I know who you, like, who you are, how you think, mm-hmm. um, where your mind works creatively and things. Mm-hmm. Um, how does emotions and creativity work together? Mm-hmm. I like that. Great question. <laughs> Still figuring it out. Um, that wasn't on my list, but okay, I'll give it to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, I feel like I feel like it's so hard to be a creative in this hard and easy because there's so many. <laughs> there's so mm. many creative people in this generation, mm. but you know, you kind of call a creative a creative. It's like, oh, I'm not a creative. I'm a different word for creative. Um, <laughs> man. It's it's interesting because I feel like so much of what drives the product of creativity, like things like art and um, in all different forms, mm-hmm. is emotion. Um, mm-hmm. And but I think it's definitely oh, there's such a balance there because we. I, I'm just speaking as one creative person, and again, not trying to put anyone in a box because I know that people think so differently, especially creative people. Um, but as a creative person, I think it can be so easy to get caught up in in emotions because of oh my gosh, I see the aesthetic of this moment, and I know how it feels, and I want to live here. Like mm-hmm. I see this fantasy world that I like. I I see how this situation could be, or I see how um, how how beautiful this thing could be and I just want to live there even in things like in stories like in in movies and books and Mm -hmm. you know I just want to be in that world and so I'm gonna you know live through that and almost pretend like I'm living that in real life and then or even make up my own realities with with other people and you know these not asking their permission of course (laughs) just you know becoming just inserting myself into my own reality and I think that that's so dangerous because it really can become a spiral it really can become a a unhealthy place um something that I only want to bring up super briefly because we could probably talk about this for forever but Enneagram um so I know I know in itself um but something that um that I read in my Enneagram as uh being a four was that uh I heard oh I know like are you four two okay so on my drive here I was listening to a podcast and they mentioned the Enneagram and the girl that was doing the interview was a four two so this is crazy that yeah Yeah, yeah. I'm about to hear it again okay um yeah So uh, something I heard in one random podcast was um, the guy that was speaking said, so the thing with forests that you have to be careful with is they can really become, um, they can quite enjoy being depressed. <laughs> like they can really, really get to these places where it's like you understand like, oh, I just kind of want to experiment with how this feels. You're like mm. almost like, oh, I, I'm going to put myself into this relationship and I know that it's unhealthy, but I kind of want it see what that feels like like I want it to get so bad that I know what it what heartbreak feels like or like I heard um some random like 
celebrity who's a musician who I would assume is a four because he said I I kind of want someone to cheat on me because I kind of want to know what that feels like like it's like I kind of oh, like having these I think that there are these and these are extremes of course but having yeah. these like um almost this this like desire to want to live in these places that mm. are not real life and I think as a creative person it's it's very dangerous because we can really flirt with with emotions and really mm. flirt with um other um other realities um but on the other side of that is when you invite the holy spirit into those realities i think that um he can (laughs) are we going long sorry um uh is the outcome of what you can make hand in hand with the creator is so beautiful Mm -hmm. like i've had moments in yeah that's a that's being emotionally healthy creatively like being able to and this is just in a ministry way but like i've been at nights of worships and i'm taking photos or i'm doing social media and i get ideas that are not mine and i'm operating out of the holy spirit in a creative way and i'm like and i feel like but there are other nights where I'm like, I don't want to be doing this and I don't feel like serving and I'm, you know, letting my emotions stick to me and I don't get those ideas. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think like wow. the that creatively, it's like you want to partner with the obviously the creator. He, yeah. did you, have you seen the sunsets? Like, I mean, like he, he <laughs> just, you, you want to be in, in tune with that. And I think so much of being in tune with him creatively is being emotionally healthy mm-hmm. because you're letting him lead you. Yeah, mm-hmm. and in a sense, you're capturing a snapshot of what he sees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you're, like, bringing, like, yeah. a visual to something that he sees from his perspective yeah. as in this emotion of crying, you know, or yeah. sadness, yeah. and as someone that is repenting, you yeah. know, and it's, like, this forgiveness type of a moment. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. you're you're partnering with God and totally. capturing this essence of this mm-hmm. presence, you totally. know? That's so good. a beautiful, totally. beautiful... Yeah. I would just ask one more question. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fun question. Okay. Fun question. This has always been a question that I need to know. <laughs> okay. I'm a little nervous. Oh, no. According to studies. No, I'm not going <laughs> to But no. So the question is, are women much more emotional than men? Let's debunk that right now. We got a male in the room. <laughs> we'll let you speak. But first, we're going to let the women speak. We hear it all the time. Yeah. Women are a lot more emotional than men. Yeah. Truth or not? <laughs> I disagree. Okay. I strongly disagree. I think men have gotten a bad rap. <laughs> I really do think men have gotten a bad rap. I think that men and women, um, that they engage with their emotions differently. Mm-hmm. And since we do have a man in the room, you can let me know if I'm yeah. wrong. Okay. In this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think that we engage our emotions differently. We tend to be... a um, now we kind of gravitate towards certain emotions more. Um, and then the way that it manifests and we express those emotions look different. But that doesn't necessarily mean that women are more emotional than men. Yeah. I don't think that, that those, two, those two things actually equate. I think that a lot of times emotions and how they are manifested and how we express them are largely influenced by our cultural um, environment yeah. Whether that's our ethnic culture, our family culture, or our faith culture. Yeah. Um, and I was having this conversation actually with my, my son. We were driving out to Newport, and I don't know how it came up, but he brought this whole thing up. And we were talking, and he was mentioning how 
there's a lot of this conversation about men and their emotions and that they want like we want men to be more engaged with their emotions to express their emotions but it only can be in a certain way because if it doesn't fit into this certain way Mm -hmm. then somehow their manhood is going to be questioned and i think that we have created a place that is a little confusing for men now Mm -hmm. as to what does it mean to be a man who's engage with their emotions and can communicate their emotions but we're not going to take respect away from them that they're actually doing that so mm. i say that we're both emotional creatures yeah we have the same creator yeah yeah we're both emotional we have, creatures but right. how we engage in how that we, can look different and i think as women and women i love you but i think <laughs> we need to get our message straight mm-hmm. like when mm-hmm. we say we want this and that's happening yeah. Don't don't take the respect away mm-hmm. from, that, from that. You know, mm-hmm. embrace our men mm-hmm. when they're having these emotions mm-hmm. and they're trying to figure out how to express them. Embrace our men mm-hmm. in doing that. Well, Am I well, completely real? Oh, men, like, I, I okay. even I even wonder too if the reason why there's this reputation for women being more emotional. I wonder if that is just because people naturally will become what you know, culture says. So there's almost more of a justification for Mm. letting, I'm going to be super emotional because I'm a woman and that's fine, you know? And then, you know, if there's... So it becomes the default. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Just kind of default falling into Mm -hmm. the the cultural norms of it, you know? I wonder if that's part of it too. Yeah, I think it plays a huge role Mm -hmm. in that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't speak for all guys, of course. (laughs) Come on, (laughs) Jakeem. All males. No. Um... I think what stood out to me uh, when you were speaking, Brenda, was this. It was, um, to answer your question directly, um, are women more emotional than men? Um, No. I think we're all emotional creatures. Um, The reality is um, all all experiences create emotions for us, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. We're we're never not feeling emotion, Mm -hmm. you know? Even right now as we record this podcast... Whether it's anxiety or like, oh, somebody's going to hear this, or excitement uh-huh. because we're we're in, so we're the right conversation, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so I think I think we try to like box what an right. emotion is. No, that takes away from awareness. Like all of our experiences in life create emotion, and they yeah. create awareness for a response or how we interact mm-hmm. with it. Now, I'm going to dive a little deeper and say that we're talking Don't about like specific emotions right sadness anger um uh like depression things like that um i think the expressions are possibly different so for example um my mom who's a woman right um is a little bit more of a you know, crier, right? She can watch a movie or even if her sports team, because she watches sports, if they lose, she'll cry, mm-hmm. right? Where me on the other end, I'm just as emotional, uh-huh. but mm-hmm. when my sports team loses, I'm not crying. Uh-huh. I'm angry. Yeah. Like, I'm mad, yeah. right? Yeah. right. Yeah. So, so it's like, I think, I think we, we've, we've like tried to box in one, what emotions are yeah. or Maybe what you're saying is like, men, you are okay to feel this emotion, this emotion, yeah. this emotion. Um, yeah. But no, all experience create emotion. I think the expression of emotion um, or even men's intentionality for, um, 
taking time to be aware of how they feel, I think that's more of the area where we like. It's not that we lack emotion. I think just we don't take the time, or a lot of us don't take the time to pause and be like, okay, how do I feel? Mm -hmm. Or we don't pause and go on, believe, pray, be. (laughs) And do this breath fit, right? It's, we just, we don't maybe spend more time, um, you know, being intentional with that. And I don't even know if that's necessarily, at least at this point in time, I know there was a time like be macho. At this point in time, I don't even think it's, you know, a culture thing. I think culture is completely okay with men being emotional men. I just don't know if it's something where we have taught ourselves. Maybe this is people in general of being intentional. It was like, okay, how do I feel? Right. Um, Or even in the expressions of how we feel. That makes sense. No, it makes clear sense. But I, I think to summarize everything that we've just communicated is literally just taking ownership of where you are mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and understanding that the situation in which you in is going to draw a certain emotion out right. but be okay with that right. and and don't feel limited that you have to follow some type of a protocol or a certain system mm-hmm. to um or a reason why you're feeling that way but just saying you know what no this is the reason why I feel this mm-hmm. and letting it be so I, I, I'm sad that this conversation is Hey, this is so it. good. It was so good. I, oh, I just wanted to keep going. So good. But I truly want to thank you, Brenda, for taking time out of your day Absolutely. to join us. Yes, oh, yes. You blessed it so much. Good. Caitlin, with all your creativity yes. and your notions and your little quotes and stuff, what was it? Uh, keep your soul in control. I'm using Ooh, that. Your soul, that's my mom. Okay, okay, okay. okay. my mom. And, and believe, what, pray. It's breathe, believe, be. Believe, breathe, be. Breathe, 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 breathe believe, be. be. So you take God. a deep breath. To take okay. a deep yeah. breath in your moment. Believe, believe what the truth is and be in that truth. Wow, Ooh. there it is. And you can find you can find it on Instagram. Instagram. Yep, mm-hmm. it's on Instagram. So you guys check that out. Um, I'm thank you, <laughs> thank, thank you. you. You guys make this podcast what it is. And it's yeah, you guys are success. awesome, man. Thank you guys for hanging out. And Jakeem, thanks so much for coming back. <laughs> you rock. I'll come hang out every once in a while. You guys are back. Yes. So uh, next, I think the next month, what what are we going to try to do? So we are, Thanksgiving has been a little bit interesting. We may or may not be doing for something for for Thanksgiving, so be on the lookout. But then um, we are wrapping up um, this year at Pure with a series called 316, um, taking from John 316 as we kind of walk through just kind of the Christmas story. And we're going to talk about Jesus and some other cool aspects revolving that the most popular scripture y'all say John three sixteen. Yes. so we're gonna talk about it for four weeks right how are you gonna do that we're, we're gonna, gonna find do, out gonna so <laughs> well I'm excited well for those of you who are tuned into Pure Conversation we welcome you and we're thankful you joined us where we have real conversations that point our reality back to Jesus faith and spirituality we'll catch you next time <laughs> the question I want you to ponder are better yet here's an in my feelings challenge for you For the next two days, write out the name of the emotion that you're experiencing at that moment and then write out what maybe triggered that emotion. In case you missed any of the sermon series from Pure on Thursday nights, you can catch the replay on the Pure Young Adults YouTube channel. Most importantly, we would actually love to have you join us Thursday nights at Pure at Water of Life Church in the MPV room. Thanks for tuning in to Pure Conversation. I'm your girl, Taruna J, and I'll see you next time.